Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pro Football Playbook, presented by the Pigskin Podcast Network, your source for team news, draft needs, player profiles and rankings, full senior bowl, combine, and NFL draft coverage, news, analysis, discussion. It's in the playbook. Now, here is your host, sports journalist Bill Alfstead, and featured analyst Keith Myers. Hey, Pro Football Playbook podcast listeners. I'm your host, Bill Alpstead, sitting down with Keith Myers, and we're here uh, almost at the eve of the 2022 NFL Draft, and Keith has put together his final two-round mock draft for us uh, to talk about on the show, and uh, we're going to do that. We've got a little graphic. We can kind of roll through the picks and uh, talk about what you did. Thanks for bringing it in, and thanks for coming in and sitting down, Keith. Yeah, this is fun. Um, we are, what is it, three days away from the draft, or if you want to say it, 368 days away from next year's draft. So um, we are, uh, it's always draft season around here, right? You sound like a math teacher, Keith, when you're bringing up numbers like that. Um, I don't teach math. <laughs> Not anymore. Um, okay. <laughs> all right, so let's, I think, we, should we just jump right into it? We probably should. Yeah, I think that that's what everyone's here for. So let's not waste any more time. Let's talk about it. Okay, so this is the top of the draft. The first six picks. I can't even walk through this a little bit at a time. I'll mm-hmm. scroll through uh, four, five, six picks, and we can uh, discuss what you were thinking when you made these selections. Yeah, so I'm not. I don't think there's a need to go through every single pick because uh, those of you that are watching on YouTube, you can see them. Those of you that are are listening, you're not gonna. You may not keep track of of everything like every pick where it goes anyway but um number one overall evan neal the uh left tackle out of alabama Um, what were were you thinking on that i'm just gonna stop you right there my thinking on that has to do with you've got trevor lawrence as your franchise quarterback there at least do you think he's gonna be one and you have to give him you have to build around him and there's a lot of people thinking that it's going to be aiden hutchinson and there's also um you know, the, there's been a lot of talk recently 
about Trayvon Walker, the um, edge rusher out of or out of Georgia, um, being the number one overall pick. But in my this is my draft, right? <laughs> Doesn't have to be as accurate um, as there. I if I was doing this draft, I don't I think this is Neil. inaccurate. Actually, I think Evan Neal's got a, like a 60 percent shot of going here, and it makes a lot of sense to me. In the same way that it makes sense to you, you're going to give them that pick on the offensive line. That's a, a team that needs has needs all over the place. So I don't mm-hmm. think they can go wrong here if they pick offensive tackle or edge. I just think that this is a better fit today, right now, for them. And Evan Neal's a hell of a player. He just is. And it's well, a great fit. And the, the same argument can be made with the fourth overall pick with um, Ike McQuanu, uh, the offensive tackle out of NC State, going to the Jets. They've got their quarterback, they think, in Zach Wilson give him an offensive tackle. In this case, it's a right tackle um, to go out there and just help your quarterback be better. Um, and then, of course, between them, you've got the two uh, defensive ends that a lot of people are thinking at the top. Hutchins, yeah, he's it, he's so. definitely going to be an upgrade over Fant there on the right side for the Jets. They've got Becton on well, the yeah. other side. They're kind of not completely happy with him either. But I think if they start winning and they start having an offensive line that kind of gels together, think that relationship gets a little better too so I, that's a good pick there how about Ahmad yeah. Gardner he seems to be all over the place in mock drafts the last couple of weeks people seem to have a hard time figuring out which team he's going to go to and if he's going to go in the top 10 or if he's going to slip slightly I don't know I think he's the best corner in this draft he's he seems to be consensus um that he over uh Stingley Jr. is the best one mainly because we haven't seen Stingley Jr. in a couple of years play at that super high level. I mean, if you look at his 2019, yeah, 2019 tape, um, you're thinking Stingley Jr. is possibly a, um, you know, top two, top three pick. Uh, but it's been a couple of years since we've seen it. And so uh, Garner gets that spot. He goes at five to the Giants. He didn't have to go there. I could have sent him to the other Giants pick and it wouldn't have mattered much overall for the draft. But I just thought he was the best player available there. This fits. They need corner help, so that he went to the, went to the Giants. Yeah. All right. Let's go scroll down a little bit and get into our top ten overall. Um, any surprises here? Any players that you thought you weren't quite sure, but you went ahead and, and did it? And I noticed uh, a, a, also a little bit of a trade there at nine, so we can talk about that. We'll get to that one. So um, six was hard because it's the the Panthers, and you know they need a quarterback. Um, ultimately, uh, I don't believe in the quarterbacks in this draft enough to have them take one. I went with the best offensive tackle available because you're, if you're them, you're going to get a quarterback a year from now. Um, once you can, can get out of the Sam Darnold mess you're in and you might as well have your left tackle in place when you do draft that quarterback. So, uh, that's, that was the thinking there. And then after that, I mean, it's just things that make a lot of sense for the teams with, with Walker and Wilson. And then we get to, to pick nine, which is where Seattle was sitting. Um, and I get the only trade that I did in this. So I'm going um, to scroll back up so we can see that trade. Okay. So in the trade, so the, the saints made a trade about a month ago to get a second first round pick um, at 16 and 19, giving up stuff next year. You don't do that unless you are there's more to it um there's something else that you want there's there's part of it and so i believe that they have a trade lined up 
with a top 10 team to move up into that spot to get a particular player if he's available. And that is what we've done here is they've moved up into nine where Seattle was um, giving up picks 16, 19 in this one. I, because of the, I mean, it was a two round mock. So it, it, I had to um, mess with it in order to get it, to, uh, approve it. Um, hence that's where the thing is. But uh, then the, the, the Saints get the number nine overall pick and then 41 in the second round um, in order to make that work. And they move up to take Malik Willis uh, out of Liberty. He is athletically, um, in terms of his arm and everything, he's the the best prospect. He's got some he's got a lot of room to grow, but they've got Jameis Winston for the next year. Um, it's a great situation for Willis. It's a great situation for um the Saints. And if they're going to move up to take a quarterback, he's going to be the guy. And that's a good spot as far as value for them. And he made it past Carolina. So they went up and got him. They they also need to make sure they get him before Washington uh, picks at 11. And so that was was part. the other part of it is, is wanting to get up above Washington. So they move up. They take Malik Willis on there. And then after that, the next few picks, this is about like, okay, there's these other guys that are top 10 talent level or maybe just outside of it, but they're the obvious ones that you see at the top of most mock drafts. It's about getting them out onto teams uh, where they can do different, you know, because there's no way that you want a guy like Jermaine Dr- Johnson dropping into the um, mm-hmm. 18 or something like that if you're trying to put together a good mock. Um, and so Stingley Jr. goes to the Jets, Kyle Hamilton to Washington, um, Jermaine Johnson to, to Minnesota, Trent McDuffie, the cornerback yeah. out of Washington, um, and then Jordan Davis to uh, Baltimore, which is a, a pick that I absolutely hate because Baltimore, um, <laughs> they're always good on defense. And why do we have to keep giving them really yeah, good right. defensive players? But right. um, was there any player yeah. out of this bunch that you were surprised that you would be surprised when the draft happens that would be sitting here. I was a little surprised that Kyle Hamilton dropped to 11, um, but that really happened because of the trade with Seattle and Malik Willis going um, above them. And then also a wide receiver going at eight, uh, which kind of made all that work. And it, and it just pushed Hamilton down a little bit. I kind of expected him to go a little higher, but it just didn't work out when I was looking at combining player to team. Is there any, we'll move, uh, move along here. Is there any player? So now Seattle has a couple of picks here, uh, Mm -hmm. in this group. Is there any player that you expect to jump in at the draft? That's completely out of nowhere. Is there Um, any player that could do that? Looking at this group, uh, uh, Drake London, the wide receiver out of USC, which I have going 17 to the chargers, which I is not a pick I loved. Because I think they are going to go defense, defense, and more defense um, because of last year's team where they were great on offense and terrible on defense. Um, but there wasn't the guy that really fit what they needed um, kind of in that range. So, you know, figure give your your um, young quarterback another elite weapon. He could go higher. Absolutely. He could go higher. Um, really How about the Eagles, the Eagles and, the, and the, the Seahawks pick? Uh, picks there there's there's two picks for each that's fascinating to me because you just don't see back-to-back 
first round picks very often, <laughs> and it's kind of yeah, it's, it's crazy. Eagles, Seahawks, um, and then the San Diego pick, and then Eagles, Seahawks again. Um, and so, really, what it came down to when it was receivers was Drake London or Jamison Williams. Um, who goes higher? I put Williams mm-hmm. um, to the Eagles. It could easily be London. And then you just switch those picks, uh, Trevor Penning and um, Andrew Booth Jr., the cornerback to Seattle. Um, and I mean, those they're, picks they're make in need a lot of, of sense for Seattle. Yeah, they very right. desperately need both. Um, and then, of course, the linebacker, Devin Lloyd uh, from Utah to the Eagles, which they need. I like Devin help. Lloyd as a prospect. I really do. He reminds me a little bit of Bobby Wagner. Um, Devin Lloyd might have. Probably would have been if I wasn't doing where I was picking for everyone and I was just picking for the Eagles. I probably would have taken Devin Lloyd at 15 to make sure that you got him and then taken whatever receiver was available at 18. Basically, you're at that point, you're giving um, the Chargers their choice of wide receiver and going ahead and taking, um, you know, whichever yes. one they don't want um, right. in the, the next spot. Sports fans, look at the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet just $1 on any NFL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code TPPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 21 and over minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for a full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. I see a quarterback coming off the board here to Pittsburgh. It makes complete sense. Um, yeah. Well, it so doesn't talk make about that first. sense. Okay. Um, I struggled with whether or not to pull the trigger on this one because Kenny Pickett to Pittsburgh kind of makes sense. He played at Pitt, went to, um, you know, so he, they, he knows the area. They know him well. He's at, he's got some really good tape, but he struggles in bad weather. It's, you know, one of those things with, the, with the, the tiny hands type of situation. And so do you really want a quarterback that struggles in bad weather in Pittsburgh? I mean, he's a guy that, that you'd want in New Orleans or uh, LA, mm-hmm. someplace where Arizona, where the weather's always nice, or you play indoors. Um, even Minnesota wouldn't be a um, a bad place for him because they play indoors. Um so I, I did question that one and thought maybe they would go another route, but ultimately he's the better quarterback of the ones that are left. And so he's the, he was the pick there. All right. Why don't you run through these? Is there anybody that stands out that you really like as a prospect here? Well, there's a lot. I mean, all of these players I like, I did like the, the Traylon Burks and Chris Olave wide receivers too. Um, New those England are both teams that are, that's a, those are perfect choices for those teams those are those are guys that those are teams that need um wide receivers in new england and and green bay and i thought that that fit really well um i really like that and buffalo getting Devontae wyatt the defensive lineman out of georgia 
God, talk about an embarrassment of riches mm-hmm. um, on on their defense right now. And oh, oh, and of course, getting Zion Johnson um, a guard center to the Cowboys. They're, the Cowboys used to have the best offensive line in football, and now it looks like it's going to be just a dumpster fire. So getting the mm-hmm. top interior linemen to come in and help them uh, made way too much sense. All right, let's see if I can sneak in. I can. All right, so here's the the balance of the first round. Let's talk about that a little bit. Nakobe Dean, I like. He's a little bit short. Um, he's a little undersized, but undersized, but tremendous oh, ability, speed, ability. His tape is great. I can't even um, believe Karloftis is still sitting there for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I, I, there's some reason that Karloftis has kind of fallen a little bit over the last few months, but I still think he's a quality player, and I think he'll. He'll be a pro's pro. He's a guy that yeah. shows up to work every day. David Ajabo had the the Achilles at his pro day that really pushed him down. A lot of boards have him going, dipping into the, the middle of the second round. I don't see it. I think he's still a tremendous value, even if he only gives you half a season in 2022. He's going to be a tremendous player going forward. Yeah, um, and, and I just looked at it. They, they need, this. The, the Packers need a wide receiver first and foremost to, um, um, to replace Adams. Um, so they got that. The second one, they need a um, an edge player. They need a pass rusher to, to replace Smith, who left. So that was, Ajabo's the best available at this point. Yeah, he tore his Achilles and he may not play, you know, at the beginning of the season, but he's an elite prospect who would have been significantly higher if it wasn't for that injury. And I just think he's too good for them to pass up at the spot. Kansas City finishes out 29 and 30 with Dehan Dotson, the wide receiver. <laughs> Obvious choice there. Daxon Hill at safety. Tyler Lindebaum goes to the um, the Bengals. I like all these picks. They're just like perfect picks for these teams and line up with their needs. And then Desmond Ritter comes back gonna, at, say, at the Lions. You're going to love that one because it's pick 32. So yeah. it's the end of the first round. Um and yeah. they're sitting there at 32. They get they to already get got their, their pass rusher. Yeah. They get to get their quarterback when they still have a fifth year option. Yes. Um, and a guy in, in Desmond Ritter. Um, he was the guy that I really thought about um sending to Pittsburgh mm-hmm. uh, instead of Kenny Pickett. Uh, and then of course Kenny Pickett would have gone there, but I just there's something about Pickett to Pittsburgh. Um, after playing at Pitt, it just makes a lot of sense, and it's way more fun um, to think about you know him staying in town, just moving to the pro team, um, <laughs> and then Ritter going to the Lions. Nice. All right. Let's get through round two here and um, see what we've got. All right. Round two. Why don't you run through the first six picks of round two? Okay. So um, it opens with Brees Hall, who's, the, uh, I think, the best running back in, in this draft going to Jacksonville and and I'm sure some fans will be like, uh, running back that high, but you've got your quarterback, right? I said that the Evan Neal pick was about, um, helping your quarterback. Well, this one is also about helping your quarterback by giving him an elite running back to work with. Um, you know, the lions are back on the clock again. And so Lewis Klein, great safety, uh, prospect really kind of helps their defense out. They already got the pass rusher and quarterback. So that made sense. Um, the Jets have two picks in this range. They got a um, a wide receiver, which they need um, to help their quarterback in George Pickens. And they also got um, an offensive lineman in Kenyon Green, which I think they also need. Uh, the Giants did not grab an offensive tackle in round one. 
So I've got them taking Bernard Raymond in mm-hmm. uh, here in round two. He's a guy that can come in and start a, um, and you know be that upgrade that they need at offensive tackle. So uh, it just it made a lot of sense, and it also allowed them to get that high end talent and not reach for an offensive tackle. Um, you know where they were, and you know then you have Bowie Mafe, who is a um, big time edge rusher out of Minnesota, uh, yep. going to Houston. Who let's face it, Houston can pick any position um, at any round because they need they just need roster help everywhere. Anytime you can get an elite player, you got to grab them, and especially at a, at a premium position. So I'm a little surprised at how high Brees Hall went, and I'm a little surprised at how low Boy Mafe is going. I've heard that Boy Mafe could rise up into the back into the first round, and Brees Hall could could slide a little bit into the around the 50 range. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I, running, but running value back wise, is I not understand. A, I understand these yeah. picks. Yeah, running back is not a premier um, position. But I really, my philosophy with Jacksonville was build around your quarterback and every pick needs to be either building around your quarterback or if there's, you know, if if it works out, you can go grab a defensive player, build around your quarterback first. So offensive tackle, running back, uh, they need a wide receiver, which I think they'll, you know, they'll get later in the draft because there's some really good ones. Um, and yeah. uh, we'll just make it work. Yeah. All right. Let's move uh, picks 39 through 44. Uh, Roger McCrary, cornerback, little uh, yep. short-armed guy, but uh, very sticky and quick. Arnold Beckety, uh out of Penn State to the Seahawks at 40. Uh, that traded pick at 41 is no longer there for Seattle. It's now New Orleans. Logan Hall, the defensive lineman. Sky Moore, I like. Matt Corral. Got 43 to Atlanta makes a lot of sense. And Jalen so uh, Petrie, uh, Baylor, uh, to so the, the Browns. Atlanta needs a quarterback. They traded away Matt Ryan. They're in a rebuild. They don't necessarily want to win too many games this year because they're trying to, you know, have those draft picks be high next year. Um, but so they get a developmental guy. Matt Corral makes a lot of sense for them um, here in that. He does a lot of the things that Matt Ryan did, right? And he's, he, he excels on the short game. He moves around a little better than Matt Ryan, but he's not as accurate as Matt Ryan. Both were great on the short to medium uh, routes, not necessarily uh, great throwing deep. And uh, it just ends up working out as a good fit. And you can get, if you can get a guy that might be your quarterback at 43, that's yeah. a nice place to be. Absolutely. All right. Next round is, uh, well, not the next round, but next uh, group of players. Tyler Smith, the offensive tackle uh, for the Baltimore Ravens. That's an interesting pick for me. We'll come back to that in half a second. Tyler Gordon comes off the board. Kenneth Walker, the third to Washington. Christian Watson, I think, is underrated, um, but he's got some work to do. But, man, what a what a player that guy could be. Christian Harris out of Alabama. Trey McBride, the first tight end, I believe come off the board to Kansas City and that makes a lot of sense too mm-hmm. yeah so you said you wanted to come back to Tyler Smith why I just think it's an interesting player because he's just into that he's in that in-between mode he's like he's not the premier guy is he going to play tackle uh at the NFL level what what goes on with Tyler Smith and why does why is he kind of this second tier leading the second tier group of 
offensive tackles that, that, Be- that will come off between now and say pick 100? Because if he plays offensive tackle, he's struggled a little bit with the elite speed rushers getting around the outside. He's got quick feet, but just he he's a little slow out of his stance um, in terms of some of the elite you know, super quick to pitch guys next level. And if he moves inside to um, guard, which I think is where he might end up, he's a little tall, so he'll he'll, have, he'll sometimes lose leverage because of his height. Um, but there's no doubting the talent one way or the other. He's a guy that could go either way. Um, and honestly, he kind of reminds me of a guy like TJ Fluker, who um, came up with uh, mm-hmm. the Chargers, who was in a really good looking right tackle, just a mauler. Um, and um, at, uh, you know, at, a, at his first couple of years, moved inside to guard um, later in his career. But you know, he can kind of do both. And I think that getting a guy that's a good run blocker that can do a lot of nice things for you is something that they need to do for Lamar Jackson. Christian Watson, we give uh, a weapon to Chicago. I like that pick. I mean, they need, I, they need weapons. I think yeah. they, they, they need it. They, again, it's another team. They've got their franchise quarterback at last year. They, at least they think they do. Mm-hmm. Give him some weapons. Give him some some talent to work with. So Kansas City got a uh, Dotson um, as their uh, wide receiver in the first mm-hmm. round, back-to-back picks, and then Trey McBride uh, goes to them at fifty uh, to help Kelsey out a little bit on the other side. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're they need weapons. They they need defense too, but they also need weapons because they they have to make sure that their offense doesn't fall off too far after trading and you know um Tyreek Hill is one of the best wide receivers and very much a unique wide receiver um and so yeah they you know got him a, a receiver now they get a tight end who's kind of a do everything guy good in in um in the receiving game and as a blocker um helps out Kelsey Kelsey's also had some games where he's missed with injury and he's good enough that when he's gone everybody notices and so giving them another tight end to just kind of pick up some of the slack if that happens um, just felt like felt like a good pick for them. And it just, yeah, it gets them to spread out those targets over more people. All right. Uh, Travis Jones goes to the Eagles. Quay Walker goes to the, the Pittsburgh Steelers. That, that pick. Ugh. Let's give them some more speed at linebacker. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jake Jackson uh, to, to the Packers. Brisker. Um, goes to the Patriots. Nick Medito. Nick Benito is uh, is a great player. I really like Nick Benito um, from Oklahoma. Goes to the um, Cardinals. Perry and Winfrey again, uh, great interior offense or defensive pass rusher type three tech. Goes to the Cowboys. John uh, Mechie, who was hurt this last year at Alabama, goes to Buffalo and Kingsley and Bari. Uh, South Carolina uh, Drusher goes to the Atlanta Falcons. So what do you think of this little trio of, of, of players here at the end there, Winfrey, Michi, and Ngbari? Well, I think that um, Ngbari waiting to 50, 58 and dropping that far was a surprise to me. Um, but it just looking at, you know, lining things up and, you know, the Patriots needed a safety and, and, um, 
Dallas being able to go get a, an interior pass mm. rush to match to match with their um you know their other guys and 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 that kind of stuff it, that it just felt like they needed that and then um you know Buffalo already got you know their their linemen so going and getting a receiver in this receiver heavy class and getting that yeah, yeah he was hurt last year um but there's no denying the talent and he comes in there's not a lot of pressure on him to um uh, produce right away because they've got um guys but again the talent is obvious and so he can come in work it get himself up to speed over you know a few weeks half a season um and then begin to you know kind of assert, you know, assert himself on that offense and nice. and it's josh allen's got to be happy with that pick it just, i'm i'm sure yeah <laughs> i'm sure all right let's see if we can yeah we're going to close this thing out so let's talk about the final six players on this mock draft keith yeah, so Darian Kennard goes to Green Bay. Um, Jalen Tolbert, the wide receiver, to Tampa. Chad Muma, the linebacker, to San Francisco. Cameron Thomas, the edge rusher, to Kansas City. Um, Nicholas Petit Ferrer. Ferrer? Ferrer? I don't know. Ferrer. Ferrer. It looks French to me. Um, the offensive tackle from Ohio State goes to um, the bangles and then greg dulcich the all-around uh tight end goes to uh denver for the yeah. last year there Re replaces their uh tight end they shipped to seattle and that russell wilson trade so wilson's That's, happy about that yeah so then that was kind of the thought process there was they they, they needed a tight end they lost their their best one give wilson another target and another tool makes sense yeah i've literally never seen a draft lineup so well like a two-round mock dude like you nailed this for every team every pick i mean it's crazy it's like it's a very well thought out draft so the only thing that to you. one there's no trades because i tried to get just getting that one trade to get um new orleans to move up to get their quarterback was hard enough to make it work i didn't even bother with the rest um, and then the other thing is because i'm picking for everybody in here and trying to go, go through there's a certain degree like Darian Kennard, uh, offensive tackle, going to Green Bay at 59. They're going to get a starting offensive tackle at 59. Yeah, like, well, they've had a great draft. So if you go back and look at Green Bay's <laughs> picks, Drake Jackson, the edge, we didn't even talk really about him. And you go back into the first round, and Green Bay picks David Ojabo, and then they've got Chris Olave. What? Mm -hmm. It's like the rich just get richer. And um, yep. yeah. That just happens sometimes, but yep, good, so they, you know, it's a good, great draft. So, and then San Francisco, Chad Muma, um, the linebacker out of Wyoming, um, San Francisco's front seven gets better and the AFC West kicks themselves because that front seven just never seems to deteriorate no matter what happens. It just every year they reload it. <laughs> and that's, yeah. that, they, Muma's a good player. Fun, fun, Keith. Thank you for putting that all together and um evan neal at the top i like that pick i, I actually think that's actually what's going to happen and um i think it kind of looks like this at the top of the draft now Ch charles cross is there's been talk about him falling a little mm -hmm. bit um but not not very far yeah and i could see um you know the a guy like trayvon walker moving up and, Instead um, of Thib Thibodeau moving, yeah, down. and Thibodeau moving down, but I don't think Thibodeau is going to get out of the out of the top ten. So it, it, mm -hmm. flip the flip those two if you want. Um, it really comes down to me with pick six. Um, 
with you know Carolina because Charles Cross at uh, offensive tackle, he's the third offensive tackle off the board there. Um, and is that where he goes, or do they go a different direction? And if they go a different direction, that could really alter things because then you're looking at, um, mm-hmm. let's say they they decide to go in and get a guy like um, Jermaine Johnson at you know the edge player uh, at that spot there. Yep. And or Kayvon Thibodeau and and Trayvon Walker went above, and so um, Jermaine Johnson then moves up to to New York at seven, and it's just everything can, can get really screwy beyond there. Um, that is possible. It is possible that this draft doesn't have a wide receiver um, or a quarterback taken in the first twelve picks. Now I, it's it's harder when you get past ten or eleven, but mm-hmm. I mean you've you've you're going you're you got wilson at eight and then you go all the way to jamison williams at 15 before there's another wide receiver it is possible that garrett wilson doesn't go here and atlanta goes with the you know with the stingley or kyle hamilton they they could use some secondary help there too so yeah fascinating and then but if wilson drops there um you know who who grabs him because I don't see him dropping to fifteen mm-hmm. um, because someone's going to grab him and it's probably going to be Baltimore at fourteen because they'll just get you know th- getting a guy an elite receiver like Garrett Wilson to help out Jackson. Yes. I mean, what's what's the downside, right? right. Um, but that frees up Jordan Davis, and does Jordan Davis then give the Seahawks pause uh, mm. about Trevor Penning at sixteen? Um, that would give me pause because, you know, Seattle's going to that 3-4 defense and they could use a nose tackle, you know, yeah. and, and I think that Jordan Davis, you, you always hear about um, John Schneider talking about tilting the field with players and Jordan Davis is kind of that sort of player. He can't like he's going to yeah. come in and he's going to be the alpha of your defense immediately and I think he's more than just a nose tackle. I think that's what they asked him to do at Georgia because he's just that guy. But he can also, he's got the mm-hmm. athletic upside and the speed to kind of stunt, to get around players, to push guards over and just get to the quarterback and be a major disruptive force in the middle. I think he could end up being the best player out of this draft. And well, I'm not kidding. If he drops um, a little bit further, um, Seattle and... Um, the chargers between trevor pinning and jordan davis one of them will pick one the other one will pick the other and i I just think that that's where those two guys go interesting all right cool well we're only three or four days away depending on uh when you listen to the show from the nfl draft which begins on thursday at five o'clock continues at five o'clock on friday and then starts early 9 a.m pacific time uh on saturday morning as well as it finishes out so three days lots of fun go follow your team come back and tell us how we did on our mock draft next week when we talk about what happened in reality it should be a lot of fun i will tell you um come back and tell us how we did i already know the answer to that it's awful because no mock draft is ever good (laughs) this one is actually i you know i'm impressed with this one i you know i see a handful a week and this one's actually really aligned, thought out well for each team, and 
yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It doesn't mean it's going to happen that way. It's not going to, which means but it's you not going to happen. You have that the way. type of player in the value position where it makes sense. And that's all you can do. Yeah. That's so, what I right. tried to do. Yeah. Perfect. So let's see. I'm going to get out of this for half a second. Where am I? There we go. There we are. Hey, you can follow Keith at Myers NFL. I'm at Alpstead NFL. You can follow the show at PF underscore playbook. You can find us on your favorite podcast platforms and YouTube and subscribe and share all that good stuff. And uh, we'll see you next time after the draft, maybe during the draft. Uh, we'll have a show where we're getting together for the draft. So uh, so maybe we'll make that happen as well. So I'm sure we'll see you one way or another uh, during or after the draft. So tell them, take care. Thanks for listening to the Pro Football Playbook Podcast. Follow Keith at Myers NFL. Bill is at Altstead NFL. The show is at PF underscore playbook. Listen and subscribe on your favorite podcast app or YouTube and at our website, profootballplaybook.co.